Stream PC UK. Why, hello everybody, and welcome to episode 176 of Extreme PC UK podcast. I'm your host Nick, also known as Extreme PC UK everywhere. And today on the show we have Greg Gamer 25, ready to talk about games. I'm Plaxon on Discord and on the MSN Messenger. I'm Milky Bar Boy 69 forever. <laughs> Smiley face emoji. <laughs> Say that name again. What was that? <laughs> Milky Bar Milky Boy? Boy, 69 forever, smiley face emoji. Do you not re- yeah. remember the old MSN days? Anyway, yep. over to Ross. I feel like I just... Go ahead, Ross. No, that was beautiful. Uh, hi there, my name's Ross Light. You can find me on YouTube, Twitch, and all the other good social medias. Yesterday, I was streaming some Modern Warfare with our good friend Shifty Hands, who is a part of the Stream PC stream. Nice. Make sure you check them out. Oh, man. I would have watched that if I knew. Why didn't you tell me, man? God damn you. <laughs> it was last minute. We were just like, oh, hey, right. you want to play? Yeah. <laughs> All right. How are you liking it? Good. Loving every second of it so far. And I'm loving now. I've got better internet. Uh, is that just a multiplayer you was playing? Yeah, just multiplayer. I haven't actually gone through the story yet. I want to get through the story. Oh, see, I'm not point. interested in any of them. I'm interested in the Warzone. Warzone's out, Warzone. I think, next month sometime. I'm not going to say a date because we got wrong so many times last time. Useless, <laughs> useless people. Welcome back, Claxon. You want? I'll just change it. Milky bar boy, kid. Whatever milky bars are on you. <laughs> yeah, oh, I know. Bar. I've been uh, MIA, and I know there was a theory that I was lost at sea. But um, to be truthful, I moved house a few months ago, and it's what I've realized living in Canada is in the summer you get everything done, because in the winter time, the yeah, winter's so done. harsh. That you have to spend every. What have you never had a winter there before? Oh, I've had a few, but I've kind of got used to it now. So I've kind of been missing because I had a list of stuff that I had to get done over the summer, like fix fences. Fix the fences. Fixtures, what did you do this year? Fix the fence. And exactly. So I'm sorry I've been away. Did, but, did you fix uh, uh, the fence, Milky Boy? I mean, uh... <laughs> I tried to, and then I rang out my father-in-law. It's like, I can't fix the fence. Can you come over? And Always got to get it? some help. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I can plug yeah. your computer in if you need that done, but fences <laughs> yeah, is not exactly. my thing. <laughs> right. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, we've got a lot to talk about on this show. Um, and the, do you know what? I'm, the first thing I want to talk about is is something that's really absolutely pissed me off. Before you say that, you, you don't want to talk about Discord subs or join our Discord. Or we have our own. Oh, I was going to do that. I was going to do that later on. <laughs> but as you've said it, I just did it. So now you can go on. <laughs> if everyone, anyone that does give me a Discord sub, I really do appreciate it. It really does help out. Um, you wouldn't believe it. It's really, really helpful. Um, so everyone that sent me a Discord sub uh, through Discord, and if you'd like to, uh, we really appreciate it. Um, just go to extremepcuk.co.uk or just go on Discord and find Extreme PC UK. Join the Discord. Um, oh, there's a link just underneath the, the show notes. There's a little link now. You can click it to take you straight to the page. Uh, like I said, I really do appreciate that. Right, the first thing I was going to talk about anyway was um, who? what's it like for internet providers? Who do you lot use? Obviously, you two are out of the UK. Um, who do you use, Ross? Uh, I... I use a thing, a mobile internet provider called Free, so I use mobile data to get my internet. Um, my family uses Sky, which is terrible for me because it can't use many different devices. BT is terrible for me. I'm in such a weird position in the country and in, in my local village. You've got really crap signal. I got crap signal everywhere, except from 4G towers. There's literally a 4G tower 
right next to me. So I just got a satellite dish set up and I get about 15 meg down and 20 wow. meg up. Wow. That's good for me. I used to get five. So I'm with Virgin Media. Five. Now, Virgin Media in the UK, they're well known for the fastest speeds. You can't knock them on their speeds. Their speeds are fast. I think it's 1,300 at the moment. Um, and that's what I do. But I've been having major, major arguments with them over the last couple of days. Now, you lot tell me your view on this, yeah? And then tell me what you think. So basically, I pay them for the last 15 years... I've had their highest tier package, yeah? With the internet starting, it was 200 meg, then it went to like four, then it went to six, and now I've got their gig, whatever. It cost me 111 pounds a month, yeah? And I've been paying that for years and years for them. Probably 13 years, I've been paying over 100 pound a month. I got two boxes, for one upstairs, one downstairs for my TV channels. I got all the channels, um, and I got a free mobile phone that's everything unlimited. That's fine. That's the package I pay for, yeah? So what's happened is they brought out their new router, which was the Hub 4. Now, when it came out, it was the latest thing. Everybody wanted it, blah, blah, blah. Um, but the problem with mine was my wire... Obviously, everything in my house is plugged in via cable. I cable it in, so I don't have to worry. But the wireless used to drop out, come back in, drop out, come back in. Anyway, I've never really cared because I don't use that. So it didn't really bother me. Anyway, my kids have started secondary school. They've now got these laptops for their school where... They don't have Ethernet cables on their laptops. They're very thin and lightweight, but they're laptops for them to do all their homework on. They can't connect to the Wi-Fi, so they're getting in trouble with school because they can't get their homework done and they can't send it back. Anyway, so I ring up Virgin Media, yeah? Now, I'm a long-standing customer. I've paid them like a mortgage. It's so much money, yeah? I ring them up, and they say to me, oh, we've got problems in your area. Um, call us back in a week. I'm a like, week. I ain't got no internet. Like... I need to get this thing. Yeah, well, I can't do any checks at the moment, so you'd have to call us back. I said, is there a manager I can speak to? And the woman's like, no. I was like, there's got to be someone else I can speak to. All right, I'll get a manager. They'll call you back within two days. So I leave it. Anyway, yes. that was three weeks ago. Um, never heard anything back from them, so I was pissed off about that. So then two days ago, Ellen's like, look, you need to get this, this shit sorted. Like, the kids are going to get into trouble again for not having the homework. They've just come back off half term. So I ring up this dude, yeah. I get through. And it's um, a call center. It wasn't an Indian call center this time. It was because when you get the Indian call center, they go for a script and they don't listen to what you're saying to them. They just run through their script. They don't really know everything they're talking about. They're just following the script. And that's fine. Yeah. But I don't need the script. I know what's wrong. My, my wireless on my router doesn't work. It's intermittent. Anyway, so what happens is I ring up this dude. He's in Birmingham call center. So he's in the UK. And I'm like, look, basically, this is my problem. The, the box has always been broken. It's intermittent all the time. The internet's on, internet's off, internet's on, internet's off. And it also affects my TV upstairs because the, the Virgin boxes upstairs are not wired in. They're through wireless. So they get sent signal from the router to the box. Anyway, so the TV plays up as well. Anyway, I ring this guy up and I'm like, look, all I want to do is change the box. It's been broken ever since I first got it, blah, 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 blah. Oh, we can't do that. I was like, why? Uh... Well, we need to try and work around it with my... I said, all right, go through all your systems, blah, blah, blah. He says, right, what I've got to offer you is I've got these pods. So I'm like, pods, how's that going to help me? He says, so what we do is we get into these pods, you put one in each room and it boosts the, the Wi-Fi signal um, to each room. I said, well, there's no good boosting my bloody signal, is it? If I don't have a signal from the main box, because it's still going to drop out. And he's like, uh... 
um, well, I don't really see what else we can do. I said, you can just send me another box out and I'll just unplug this one and send it back and you can send me that one. And I happened yeah, to mention easy. that there's a the new five hub out. So he's obviously clicked and thought, A wants the newer hub. Well, I don't care what hub I get. I just want the work, internet to work. Anyway, he says, oh, I can't do that. He says, you can have these pods. They're the best bet. I said, all right, then. He says, they're £8 a month. I was like, you having a laugh? <laughs> I'm paying you £111 and you're trying to charge me for these pods. <laughs> no, I don't want your pods. They're rubbish. Yeah, I said, I don't want them. It's not going to work anyway. I said, I want you to give me a new box. He says, well, I can't give you a new box. You're out of contract. I said, what do you mean I'm out of contract? He said, well, your contract ran out now. You've paid over the 18 months and you're out of contract. I said, all right then. Well, what I'll do is I'll just start another contract up then and I'll get a new box, won't I? He says, oh, see, we, we can bring your price down a little bit and we'll start your new contract up, but we can't give you a new box. And I was like, but if I'm buying the contract with you, surely the box, if I was a new customer, you'd give me that box with the contract. Yeah, but we already know you've got a box there. So we're not going to give you another one. I was like, are you taking the piss out of me, mate? I said, I'm not being funny. You, you're you trying to charge me for pods. You're, now you, you you want me to like get a new contract. And if I get a new contract, you're going to make me keep the same equipment that I had before. It doesn't work. In the end, I was arguing with him for about 45 minutes. And I was getting really stressed out. And I've already pulled the card out. I said, three times I already said to the guy, if you don't sort this out in the next 10 minutes, I'm just going to cancel my whole thing with you. Anyway, it got right to the point where I'm like, look, I'll tell you what. Because what happened is he then started saying, because the account's in my name and my missus, but my missus pays, it's out on her bill, on her card. So then I'm arguing about these pods and about this, um, and about like the, uh, what do you call it, the contract. He says, well, I've noticed on here anyway that you're not the contract, you're not the, the bill payer, you're just put on the name. So I can't talk to you anyway. I was like, you're already talking to me, dude. Like, you've already, I've already passed the security thing with you. My name is on the top of the thing. Sorry, I can't do this. Um, so I'm like, all right, then. He says, I'll give you a call back and uh, I'll have to talk to the, the to Ellen. The sugar mummy. Yeah, so anyway, <laughs> right, he rings yeah. the next day, yeah, two o'clock. Ellen says, I don't know what I'm talking about. He starts arguing with her. She's like, I don't know what I'm talking about. You need to ring up my partner and he'll tell you. So he rings me back, the guy. Um, I'm at this point, I'm driving around London and I'm just like, I'm, I'm like, I can't bother <laughs> with this dude right now, yeah? So he answers the phone. I said, hello. He says, hello. Um, so yeah, I've just, I've got permission to talk and do some extra checks. Can we do the checks? I said, I don't want to do your checks. I said, just put me through to the cancellation team. I can't be bothered with you. Literally blatantly <laughs> like that. He says, oh, oh. I said, if you're not going to get someone out here to check my thing, then don't worry about it. I can't be bothered to deal with you. He says, all right, all right uh, let me see what I can do. He goes off for ages. Kind of made, I can get a technician to come, but the deal is we'll get a technician to come, which is tomorrow morning now. Yeah. We'll get the technician to come, but if he finds a fault, he'll change a box for free. But if he doesn't find a fault, we're going to charge you 25 quid for a call-out fee. They do that here too. Yeah, I was like, all right, send him out. I said, the box will be broken because I'm going to put a hammer through it in the morning anyway um, just to make sure. <laughs> There's a major fault there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hammer. When the guy comes to the front door, I'll be holding it. And as he walks up to me, I'll just go drop it, I'll smash on the floor. And I'll be like, oh, drop that. It doesn't seem to be working anymore as I crush it with my foot. But I just thought... What has happened since COVID with customer service? Do you find everywhere you go in the world, everyone wants to take the piss out of you? Yeah, oh, yeah. It's, gotten, no. it's gotten worse across the board on some, not everything, but on many things. There's no customer service is, anymore. They want to tie you up on a phone call so that they don't have to, so they can try to talk you out of the fact that, that they're going to lose money in their eyes. Do you know what? They, it they used to be, to pay for everything. it used to be, ring them up. Oh, hello, Mr. Taylor. Um, how can I help today? Oh, my box isn't bright. It's broken. 
Okay, what would you like us to do? Could you send me another one out, please? Yeah, we'll have it there by tomorrow morning. Done. Yeah, exactly. That's the way you are. Right. <laughs> now, well, with my, with the company, my company still does that. Although, what you said was funny about where they, you said the guy, if it's your fault, uh, you have to pay 25 If it's their fault, it's nothing. They do that routinely over here all the time. They may be good on everything else, but they always tell you that same thing up front. Well, the thing is, we Vir- prove it's your fault. It's $25 service. But with Virgin Media over here, because they're the only people that run fiber, um, you've got some fiber with other companies, but it's much lower spec. So you can get like BT or Sky, but they can only go up to like 35 meg, where Virgin's got the whole infrastructure yeah. to, to run at a thousand. So they know they've got you cornered. Um, but it's not the point. It's just highly stressful, man. It really pissed me off. And I was thinking, like, way, I was just going to say, Nick, the best way um, to deal with companies that are big is to go on social media. And uh, well, because there's their social media teams. Yeah. Actually tend to have more influence and power internally. Yeah. Than their customer service teams. Well, this is my plan. Now, how funny would it look? And obviously, you know, like the likes of Asus, Intel, people like that. You can see them all over my social media where I've worked with them. Yeah. How funny will it be when I do a massive write-up about how bad Virgin Media is and how bad I've been treated and it comes from Extreme PC UK and it's got all of these big companies on it. Someone will see it and be like, oh, someone sort that guy out. <laughs> Wouldn't they? Send him everything. Yeah, send him. You'll be getting, you'll I be want the Hub 5 in every room. Got the five, but yeah, everything's coming to your house. And I want that Mr. Billy who I spoke to on the phone to personally come around here and give me a back massage. (laughs) Billy, get round there now. (laughs) We'll send you four pods for $8 a month each. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, we'll we'll give you four for $16 a month each. (laughs) Yeah. After you write that article. article, Oh, my God. What's with you two? I was just going to say it's capitalism, right? Like everything is a sales opportunity. Like your problem. Let's make some money, man. Yeah, but this good. I'm surprised they didn't. Ups- I'm surprised they didn't upsell you on garbage. We'll have to see they what happens. Well they, well, they did with the pods. They tried to upsell you on the pods. Want the pods? Here's the pods. <laughs> I'm <laughs> pods right that guy's head when he turns up. Yeah, he'd be ducking out by his car, wouldn't he? Like when the pods are flying past him. <laughs> he'd have the pods in his ears. <laughs> one in each one. Yeah, it looked like he had headphones in like mine, but they're that big, like golf balls in his ears. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Embedded. <laughs> right, let's move on. That's my rant over to for today. Virgin Media. Fast internet. Crap people. That sums it up for me. Um, Pretty much. Could have said worse like the notes. but. Yeah. And if you want a good review, <laughs> send me a decent box, you bastards. <laughs> one preferably one that works no pods please. i don't want any please. pods turning up here have some complimentary pods <laughs> exactly right. <clears throat> right let's get on to the main thing um right I, I came across something absolutely crazy early this week man you know how much i love strategy i love RimWorld. i love prison architect i love all of them sort of games like that I came across, and I didn't even know it just got released. I just saw it on Steam randomly, and I saw this game, and I was like, man, that looks well like RimWorld, but in space. And I looked at it, and I was like, man, it seems too good to be true. Whoever's made this has made a game that looks so fun and so good, and it got me well excited that I, you know how normally I'd send off a letter to say, oh, can you send me a code over? I'll play it, and I'll do a review on it and that. This game was so good that I sent that letter off, and before I got a reply, I bought the game because I got so excited. 
It was £26. <laughs> I bought it. Um, so I sent Clax the other code so that he could play it as well because uh, he's into these kind of games. Um, but yeah, it's a game called Star Star Deus. I thought it was called Star Juice. Gray come along and he told me that it's not and I've got my yeah. whole thing wrong. Claxon, you're a smart guy. How would you pronounce it? Stardius. Sorry? A bit fast. Stardius. I Stardius. swear you just went, Stardius. So that uh, none of us actually heard what you said. Stardius. 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 But it really is, well, we think it is, but going on YouTubers that are talking about the game. That it's Stardeus. That's what they're saying. They're going Stardeus. But so it's not we'll go with that. But then it goes. You've also got different countries like me. The common man would be like Star Juice. <laughs> like Apple Juice. I thought it was Stardew, but I guess it would be do if it was an X at the end. And then Gray was like Stardeus. And then probably the smartest guy here. Clax, say it again. Stardeus. 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 Either way, the game is absolutely amazing, man. Oh, my God. I've lost life to this game already, and it's literally just been released. And all I can say is I had a really, really... Um, somewhat, basically, I was streaming it, the playing the game, um, a couple of days ago. Uh, the developer that made the game, single guy, made the game. He came onto my stream. He raided me about 50 people. I really do appreciate that, dude. Thank you. Um, and basically people that were in my chat was talking to me about the game and they basically said, and you said you haven't played RimWorld before, have you, Clax? No, no, never. So, I've never played any type of game like this before. All right. So in RimWorld, you're basically on a planet, you're stranded, you've got a couple of guys and you have to go off and build a house and it's exactly the same thing. But what happens is you're aiming towards getting a starship built to get off the planet. That's how you complete the game whether you build the starship or whether you travel across the grounds and you make it to it and you can fly off. And a guy came into my stream and they were like, this is exactly like RimWorld. If you made it to the starship and then you took off, that would be where this game starts. And it takes off from literally playing RimWorld to this. Because what essentially... what happens? Yeah, because what actually happens in this game is you start off with a broken spaceship and it's in pieces and there's debris everywhere. You've got a couple of people that are alive. You've got loads of people that are in stasis and they're frozen on ice. And you've got a couple of little worker robots. And what happens is it's, it's basically a strategy game where you can build all the walls. You build the spaceship. There's hundreds of different components and stuff to build. Massive research tree with loads of different machines. And what happens is you start off by having to... And this is what I really like about the game. You start off having to not just play the game, but to you have to recoup what you had. So you start having to get a winch and pull the parts of the spaceship back. You have to build the floor panels all up. You have to make it airtight. You've got to make it so there's oxygen in there, and you've got to do it so there's heat in there. And then so your human beings can survive. You get a couple of little, like, um, spacesuits. And basically what you do is you start off like, it's like got a massive, massive tech tree. So it starts off very small, very easy. And then it really quickly ramps up. So you're like having to get power. You're having to get RAM for your memory, for the research and stuff like that. I've absolutely loved the game. I've got quite far in it. How far did you manage to get in it, um, Clax? Yeah, well, you gave me the key on Monday night, right? So I think I've done about four hours. Um I'm new to these types of games, so I think the learning curve for me was probably a lot steeper than it was for you. You probably yeah. got in. Well, if, you know exactly if you've how played it RimWorld, RimWorld's a, a steep learning curve as well. I haven't. 
RimWorld, uh, I, I would say RimWorld's double the complexity of this. So in RimWorld, you've got the same type of thing, but your characters have traits, which is probably going to bring into the game at later date, I should think, that basically if you click on any character, it tells you that one could be like um, an alcoholic, one might have drug abuse, one might have a dodgy leg, one might be blind in one eye. There's hundreds of different things that your people have traits. One could have a trait that he gets depressed and then he goes on like a rampage with a knife and kills other people. Um, and all of the people have got these really, really in-depth traits um like you could get one that gets addicted to marijuana and if you've got like a doctor's surgery with all of the drugs there he'll keep breaking in there and smoking all the marijuana and you'll have and all your marijuana will just disappear because he's sitting there smoking it because he's a chain smoker um and there's a lot of stuff uh like that eight bit gaming <laughs> uh it's not it's not eight bit but cheers irish guardian thank you for that sub and i really do appreciate it, mate i hope you're right um but yeah so i've actually I've played probably something like 20 hours, I'd say, so far, if not more. And I've got it to the stage where I've built my, my ship back to being fully airtight. It's fully got full oxygen in it. It's got weapons on it. Um, and did you get to the point where you started going to different planets or not? No, I got that. That appeared in my event list. Oh, right. to do. But I haven't, I haven't bothered with that yet. Yeah, so the uh, first thing you've got to do is get your ship back together, and then you've basically got to get the components to build a, like, um, cockpit. Once you've got the cockpit, you've got the engines on. What you can do is you can go into a star map, and how crazy is this? You've spent the last, like, seven hours building this ship and just making it look nice and stuff. And then all of a sudden, it's like, I'll go to a star map, and there'll be all these planets. And literally, you can just click a planet, and your ship will just start moving. You carrying on with the game, like building, like doing all the, everything you've been doing is the same, but the ship starts moving. And what happens is when it gets close to another planet, it pulls up, and then you can actually, you know, you've got that little ship on your ship. You've got like a little drop down crew thing. You can basically send that down, and they'll go down, and four people will mine like rock, glass, whatever they've got on that planet. They'll mine it, and they'll bring back. I've upgraded my ship, so I've got about 450 slots of space. Um, and they'll go down and then mine, and then I'll go to the starship menu, and I'll move to another one, and it'll fly there. And I've mined the whole of my little galaxy that I've been in now. And do you know what? Me and Klax was texting each other earlier about the game, about how far we've got, because we haven't spoken about it personally yet. Um, and the thing is, it's funny, because I got off chatting to you on text, and I noticed that there was a button at the top left that said, um, Leave System. Now, if you click Leave System, it comes... You know, like you've got all the planets you saw. I don't know if you saw them. You can do leave yeah, system and it'll go out and there'll be a black hole in the middle of the galaxy, but there'll be like 50 systems. So each one of them systems got loads of planets. So it's like really broken down. And I've literally just got to the part of the game where I've got this, um, a cup, uh, like a void ripper, I think it's called. And it basically opens up a wormhole. And what happens, it takes you to, through the black hole to another place. You can never come back. But it's all new galaxies there with different factions and stuff. Um, and I'm currently at the point where I'm looking for uh, a, a planet that's landable for me to colonize. And I'm assuming the end of the game is once you actually terraform a planet to be colonized. And then you complete the game when your your people move onto that planet. Um yeah, I think that is. I read somewhere that, that that's the end game and you actually leave a few of your 
uh, people on the planet and then you move and go to do the same thing for the next planet. Oh, what? So you colonize like multiple planets? Yeah, you drop the people off and some of your crew will stay on the planet and then you will move on to another planet. Oh, right. Well, the thing is, what, the game... What happens, to the people, what happens to the people that are on the other planet? Once you leave, if you're not coming back... Well, we don't know yet. The thing is... Say, is there, I was wondering if there's a way to get back to the other planet because you left people there. No, because I think what you do is you go backwards and forwards and then you combine it. And I think if you terraform it, then you might be able to take stuff off of it. But the point is, is the game is very long and we're talking about, like, end game here. But the thing is... It's such a fun game up to that point. Now, I don't know if you found it fun, Clax, but for me, it's my ultimate strategy game is these kinds of games where you're building stuff, you're getting resources, you've got traders coming in left, right, and center. There's about 10 different types of traders. So, like, there's, like, slaver, there's robotics, there's, like, raw materials, there's builders, and you can get these people to fly across to you. Um, the game really opens up when you start flying your ship around. Because then you're free to go to different places and do different things. Um, and you're probably at the stage right now where your ship's still smashed to pieces. And you haven't really got everything running right. Whereas I'm at the stage where my ship... I, obviously, I sent you a picture of my ship. Did you see how cool it looked? Yeah, it looked awesome. I didn't even realize you could like build it into a shape. Yeah, because you Cause build... I've just, like, I've just built paths uh, to the people in stasis, right? Um, oh, right. To get the humans back to where the energy piece thing is so i haven't got as far as you have oh so the way that they say to do it the best way to do it is you can the first thing you can research is a winch space winch and what you do is you know when you saw your ship at the beginning you'd have like you'd have like say the middle section and then you'd have like a broken section at the back you what you could do is you connect one and you connect the other and then you click it and what it does is it tows it closer and closer together until they touch and then you just fill in the gaps and then that gives you your ship back in in this in the shape um but uh I haven't played the game, but I did see some of it on YouTube, and I saw um, uh, like aliens invade the ship, and you have to like fight them off. Yeah. And then there was another one where the there were I guess it was an asteroid storm or something, and the asteroids bashed part of the ship, and you had to go back and fix it again. Yeah. So you get lots of, and this is where it's different to RimWorld. So RimWorld, you get raiders turn up. They'll turn up at the corner of the map, and you have to build traps and everything, and you have to kill them, take their weapons and stuff like that. In this, it's similar. So what happens is it'll be like there's raiders, and all of a sudden there'll be like two cargo pod like with people in flying towards you. And what they do is they go underneath your spaceship, and all of a sudden they burst a hole through the bottom of your ship, and it like latches in, and then so it seals it airtight, and then all these machines and people come out, and you've got to have um, on board, you've got to have on board enough people to be able to fight them off. And I made a real schoolboy error because I got to the research part of the stage here yeah, where I opened up um, a big gun. Now, it was like a turret. Now, me being a dick that I am, I put it inside my spaceship thinking it was a turret to go inside when really it was a turret to be on the outside of the ship. Um, and what happened was raiders came aboard. They come out of their ship, pop their heads up. And my gun just blew a hole, probably about 30 squares round, right in the middle of my ship. Took loads of equipment out. And I was like, oh, why did I put that there for? Um, so I went back out and I literally put them all around the outside of the ship. Now, when the sh when the, the raiding parties come in, they get shot out of the sky by these big guns, which is pretty cool. Uh, you also get ast asteroid storms, you get dust storms uh, and stuff like that. But the thing for me, which I find fun, is it's all about building up. And so... 
you'll play the game, you'll you'll go to a planet, you'll dig, you'll get more resources from like mining and stuff. With that resources, you can build more stuff. Then you go somewhere else, you get more, you build more, and it's all about refining your spaceship to make it like more robust and more stronger. And like so, when things attack it, it doesn't die. Um, and I'm pretty much at the stage where I'm near end. I'm near sort of end game with it so already. Um, and then, like I said, I was talking to Claxton earlier on, then I realised there was a black hole in the middle of the galaxy, and I was like, oh, I could literally just go through there and start again in a totally different place. Um, but could you imagine if they linked with RimWorld, and what happened was, so you, you play RimWorld, when you take off, they then go into this game, and you go and colonise, and then wherever your planet is, you go down, and you go back to RimWorld again, and you play your planet. Could you imagine that? You'd have all these colonies. It'd be pretty crazy. Um, if anyone's got any questions about it, um uh let me know um but yeah clax i don't know how long do you think you'll see your planet is it your type of game or not yeah for sure like i i've really enjoyed like all the automation and setting up like lists of things for yeah. all the drone to go and do them so i've really enjoyed that aspect the challenge i'm gonna have is wow dragon flight comes out in a few weeks <laughs> and every every two years i literally don't do anything for a couple of months um so but i find with indie games they're good like i i tend to find i have like an mmo on the go yeah and then i'll have a little indie game that's kind of like a a little palette cleanser between big you know like triple a games that you kind of dip into yeah you're not playing online with anyone you can play it by yourself so I will for sure play it, and I'm quite excited about the things you mentioned around going down and colonizing planets. Yeah, um, see, see, I think for me it's slightly different because I'm, I really like indie games, and I feel like with a game that's smaller like this, there's so much passion that goes into that game. Like, every single time I boot the computer and I put it back on, um, they've released, well, the guy that makes it released another update, so he's bug fixing all the time. And he actually, you can actually see him live on Twitch. He streams all of the game when he's making it. So all of the updates, everything he's doing, he streams really cool. all of it on his own. Just sits there, has a cup of tea and just streams it. Um, and it's really, really cool to watch. Um, but for me, it's the kind of game, these are my favourite types of game. And the thing is, if you know, if you're, if if I was to come to you lot and say, do you know RimWorld? And you're like, yeah, I know RimWorld. If you're a RimWorld player, you're a certain type of person, you're going to love all games like that. And it's got very, 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 like, big following. And I can only see this game 100%. I can see this game. It's £26, which you lot might think is a little bit expensive for a game like that. Um, but if you know RimWorld and you know, um, uh, like, Prison Architect and stuff like that, Honey, I Joined a Cult, you'll know that these games, lots of people are on them. Um, and the price tags on them are pretty high. But... I can tell you now, you watch this game, I'm telling you, this is going to be on the chart on um, on Steam. I guarantee you. Because this this game is, is, is as good as RimWorld um, off the bat. And I'm just really enjoying it. And if anyone else plays RimWorld or any of them other games that are strategies like that, definitely, definitely check this out because uh, it's well worth it. And it's got a demo as well. Do you know what? You can play for two hours. Um, so if you... If you want to try it out, you can play it, and then what happens is it gives you a starter. And um, when you started, Clax, uh, did you start with a broken up ship or did you start with a platform? I just played the main game, which was a broken ship. I haven't discovered any kind of other. Oh right, yet. yeah, because what happens is if you play the demo, you get a broken ship, 
Um, but then if you if you go and do the other ones, you can do a platform or you can do like uh, a full ship. I love how your missus is just peeking in the background. <laughs> <laughs> tell her, yeah. tell her to give, tell her there's a hundred thousand people watching and to give her a wave. Uh, she won't believe a hundred thousand people. Peeking out now, look, she's hiding. How dare you step into this long room? <laughs> My shoebox, get out. Um, right. Uh, yeah, so that is... Uh, our ideas. Yeah, our I, I just keep... Uh, do you know what? My worst thing is with names is if... Say we sat down for dinner and you said that Gray's name was, I don't know, Banana Man. I'd call him that forever. I wouldn't be able to change it. Yeah, don't so do the that. original impression is just like, Star Juice, that's what you want to call it from now on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stardius. Star that's, like when you, that, that's like when you, you you read a book or or, or a comic book or something. Like Has that. it got and pictures? You, you you see a name of whatever it might be. It could be something from Norse mythology, and you have an idea in your mind of how it's pronounced. And then you see the movie come out, and they pronounce it totally different. And you went, oh man. <laughs> yeah, that's what I. Just... Well, the thing is, I don't even read properly. I I scan words and I say what I think they say. Half the time, I make my own words up, uh, as you lot very well know. Um, yes, I've done really. it loads of time on stream. I just make my own words up and I'm quite happy with them words. Um, <laughs> and I don't care what people think, so I just carry on using them. I it takes the people like Claxon to say, Oi, Nick, you're saying it wrong. <laughs> so, so what they should have done is named the, the game Star Thingy and it would have been like... You know, lots of people right alley. Lots of people always ring me in and bring me a messages in about me saying content or content. Yes, that's always been a favourite. <laughs> uh, subscribe <laughs> is for me. Or subscribe... <laughs> That's how you're supposed to say it. But I say subscribe. Uh, put like a V on there instead of a B. It's a, it's a weird thing that I do. Uh, also, with Star Deus, um, <laughs> if the person's a content creator themselves and also constantly streaming it, if you have any ideas for the game, and Nick, I know you probably will have a couple of ideas oh, in the I've future. I've got a million ideas. Does that mean you could then go in and then start saying, hey, would you mind doing this or this or this? And he might actually listen if you're streaming, making the game and doing bug fixes. Yeah, maybe. So you can ask for more content as you go along. Yeah, maybe. Well, the good thing is, um, I forgot what I was going to say then. I, I had a proper light bulb came on for a second there, but it very quickly went out. <laughs> Creator and you have a million <laughs> ideas. <laughs> oh, no, what I was going to yeah, say, yeah. what I was going to say is, the one thing about streaming this game, which is really fun, is um, every character in game, or robot, or drone, or whatever, because it's all different types of people, pets, there's dogs and cats and stuff like that, you can name all of them. So you can put a first name, a second name, and you can put a nickname in. Um, and the good thing about this is when I'm streaming, like Comic Clown, he was on uh, on the other day. So I was like, do you want a character in game? I've killed him now anyway. But um, I put him into game. And then obviously <laughs> people are watching to say like, oh, I'm going to be good at this. I'm going to be good at that. Um, and it's been really, really cool having people's like, whoever comes into stream, I put them into the game. And then they use, it's them running around. It gives it so much more like depth when... It's like this little person could be Comic Clown. It could actually be him. You, you did that actually with another game, but longer ago XCOM. you played and you streamed. Was that it? I yeah, and I did it because I was a character. Comic was Wasteland Free. Like, yeah, there was like five or six of us at all for the community. Yeah, There's and I put it as ten thousand points to to kick someone out of the group <laughs> and bring yourself back in. Yeah, which was quite funny. That was funny. That was funny. Um, but yeah, this game, the the tech tree on it's absolutely massive. There's so many different things to unlock. Um, and you can really go to town with what line you want to follow. Um, 
and it's like you have to build up to it. You nothing comes quick. You have to play the game um, and really get into the game. Uh, Trub's just come in. Trub, you're probably like this. Stardeus, check it out, dude. Uh, and if you did just sub, thank you, man. It might come through in a minute. Cheers, dude. Um, and I hope you're cool. I did actually drop in to speak to you just now, but you wasn't there. Uh, so all good. Right, anyway, um, I'll keep you all updated on how I get on with this game. Um, Clax, will you be playing it more? Until, yeah, sure. until World of Warcraft oh, wow. comes out. Well, that, yeah, well, pre pre patch <laughs> drops in about two weeks, so yeah, well, I'll really, the time. The game doesn't really start till the end of the month, right? Uh, that's not how MMOs work. There's there's pre work to do before oh. the, the new expansion drops. Pre play before you actually play. Is that it? Pre -play yeah, I'll talk about it later. Right, let's move on then. Um, like Gray, I believe you've got some spacey spacey things. Well, since you were talking about a space game, I decided I would kind of like follow in suit. So basically, uh, a lot of people are saying that 2023 is going to be the year of the space game. Uh, there's at least four what should be uh, very good space games coming out. If we haven't been nuked. Right. Well, you know, that's another story. Um, so this <laughs> so this is just a little brief description to tell you what, what's coming. Now, we all, we've already heard of Starfield. They're pumping it up a bunch. It is an RPG sandbox uh, that Bethesda's doing. But it's a huge game, a very big RPG. Single player, there's a thousand planets that you're going to be able to go to. The cool thing about this is you're going to be able to customize your own ship completely. Every part, every piece. What is this? Off. This is Starfield. That's going to be coming out. Uh, and you'll be able to take your ship, pull pieces off of it, put other pieces on it, change it, customize it as much as you want. Uh, so that's one really great thing. And every planet you go to, all 1,000 planets, you are, you'll be able to build bases and colonies and staff them with whoever you want so that they run properly and so forth and you basically keep track of what's going on and all the different planets you're on. Um, previous to this game, they, they, what they're hoping, I don't know if this is going to happen, but they're, they're rumoring that there'll also be mods uh, to be accepted into the game so you can actually do some more things with it. Uh, it's all single player, isn't it? This one happens to be single player, yes. Um, they, when they're asked about you know, whether there's ever going to be multi or co-op, they didn't say no. But they this is all in 3D. Yes, so I, this is all in 3D, like Fallout. Yeah, this is a uh, this is more realistic graphics. A lot of people are saying it's like taking No Man's Sky and turning it realistic. I guess if you want to call is it. Is it well, what I would have um, said is taking No Man's Sky and uh, putting it in the bin and no, starting the no, new game. No, they didn't go that far. So basically, I'm just you, upset about that, a million people. <laughs> if, if you've seen some of the some of the uh, videos and stuff, it looks really good. I like the idea of the you know, customize. The more you can customize. The more I love a game to be able to do do stuff differently, which you haven't been able to do before. Uh, the second game coming up is Kerbal Space Program Two. If you remember, Kerbal Space Program One was in 2011, believe it or not. By the time it comes out, it'll be 12 years later, uh, wow. and, the, and the new version will be out. Now. Did you play Kerbal uh, Space Program? I played it a little bit, and then I just no, you didn't play it. Not the one where you. Um... Build rockets. You build your like rockets. And yeah, with like little on, minions. It's all on real physics. Yes. Yeah, you get these little twerky. But that's guys, what you did. All... Come on, I'm not gonna lie. Everybody that says they played that game, what they did is they didn't have a, uh, they didn't have a clue what was going on. They just wanted to fire rockets at. Like, the only way I can explain it is when you blow up a balloon and let it go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing about the game is unless you really play up the physics, things happen. I mean, if you put the engines too large or too small, it's gonna blow up. So you have to learn as you go go through it. 
the difference now between between that the first one and the second one is the first one was never multiplayer. Now it's going to be multiplayer, which would be cool because now you can have your friends come into the game. You can build rockets together. You can race to the moon and other planets and stuff like that. Uh, the other thing you couldn't do with Kerbal 1 was that you could not launch from anywhere but Kerbal Space Station or their launch facility. You couldn't launch from anywhere else. That's all going to change. Now there's going to be a, any planet you go to, you will be able to launch and build new rockets to go from that planet to another and do the same thing over and over again. The other thing, too, that they never did before is once you were done with the star system, that was pretty much endgame. You were done. Now they're going to go interstellar. So now you can go interstellar into another star system and you can build and do things in other star systems. So it's obviously going to be a lot bigger than, than the first one was. So for people that were fans of that game, there's going to be a lot more to do and multiplayer, which will be a lot of fun. Uh, the third one up, and I'm kind of waiting for this one, is Homeworld 3. And I don't know if you guys remember Homeworld. Ain't that a strategy game as well? Yes, it's a it's a. I space can't imagine RTS you playing that game. Oh God, I loved Homeworld uh, and, and Homeworld 2, but it's been like I don't even know 20 years or so since Homeworld 2 came out. And finally, when they made an announcement of Homeworld 3, I was like, wow. So the first half of 2023, this is supposed to come out. We hope we never know by the dates, right? Um, but this is a fleet action 3D battlefield. So this is one of the things that was cool about Homeworld. It wasn't just a 2D kind of thing. You could literally build 3D, you, and when you fight, you, you can fight from up, down, backwards, in front of, uh, direct your fleets to go up, down, swoop, do all kinds of different things. That made do that sweep really a bit again? Interesting. Uh, like this. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the, the, if it's, if it's going to be an advancement, obviously, since Homeworld 2, I think it's going to really be a great game. Um, if the environment is going to have uh, particle storms, asteroid fields, there'll be things that you're going to have to worry about besides other fleets that you're going to be out destroying. Uh, your fleet will now be persistent from mission to mission. So as you go from campaign to campaign, you're bringing your ships along. That, and what's going to be tough about this in an RTS aspect is that if you lose ships, you lose them pretty much forever. So you've got to be careful. This is your fleet. It's persistent. you got to take care of it and know what you're doing. Um, Basically, the, the other thing they are going to have in this game, which would be fun, they didn't have before, is there will be co-op campaign... Campaign? Campaign? <laughs> co-op campaign action. Co-op campaign action <laughs> with your friends. So basically, instead of playing the, co the, the campaign by yourself, which you could do, you could bring friends in and go through the campaign together, which I've never done before. That'll be fun. That We each have our own fleet, and we go through the, through the campaign together. I think cool. that'll be a lot of fun. Um, the fourth game... It's called Falling Frontier. This one's going to be a little different. It's another real-time strategy game, but different than Homeworld. It is only single-player. Uh, everything is going to be procedurally generated as you play the game, but nothing can happen without a detailed logistics system. So what do I mean by that? There's going to be 20 different ships. Every single one of the 20 different ships will be fully customi customizable. The ship performance depends on your crew. So this is where the logistics come in. If you want to pick on a really good engineer, your engineer could turn the tide of a battle. You want an excellent ca captain, you've got to put the captain in place. So it's going to really be dependent on what kind of crew you have. You could have a big ship with a lousy crew, and you're not going to go anywhere. You could have a smaller ship with a, with a top-notch crew and beat up on a big ship. So there's going to be all kinds of things. Now, But here's the thing that I'm most excited about, because I've never heard of this before. It's going to have an in-game scenario campaign editor. So you are going to be able to build your own campaigns, full campaigns, customized, built the way you want, 
And anybody who builds a campaign can put it up for download, and you can download other players' campaigns in your game. That's Is that for Steam? So this could go this could go on forever. If some people are are talented out there and they make some really nifty looking uh, campaigns of their own, you can download it. This game could go on forever. So I'm really curious of how this one does because that sounds pretty. I think exciting. the first one's looking the best for me. The Starfield. Yep. Yep. We'll see. But, but, I, but the I last think, one, though. But I think the reason why I say that is because I feel like I feel like there's been a whole 360. You had like Fallout and Fallout 3 started with, and then you had like Skyrim, and them games were amazing. And then what happened was because they were so good, lots of people tried to do games like it, but didn't do it as well. Then we got to the point of all the reboots and stuff like that, and it feels like they then they tried to do like. It, I think he came to a head with Fallout 76 where they tried to put multiplayer in there and the game went from being a single player to a multiplayer money grab where it's like pay subscriptions, pay for this, I'll pay for skins, pay for that, pay for upgrades. And I think they, they learned there that, that people don't generally like that. It works well for their money and for their business strategy, but people don't generally like it. So with this Starfield, they've gone full flip back to a new game like Skyrim in space and it's going to be what it is you pay for what you get and once you pay it it's all about enjoyment it's not about money and upgrades and microtransactions it's all about you pay the game you play the game that's it you know you have the oh, fun look at skyrim how many times they've re-released that and people keep buying yeah. it because it's such a good game yeah like, also because they have about a thousand it. mods to make the game a lot more interesting so, so that is something to it too only for people like, like you that don't like the graphics <laughs> Five different you know systems, I think, so far. <laughs> Given, uh, I mean, it, it's it's the, pretty wild the... how good it looks now. Um, Trubshaw Given, in um... the uh, chat just said that um, Armor Free had a mission editor. Many games do. Uh, the thing with um, Armor Free and Trub, I never knew you was into Armor Free. Have you ever played something called Antistasi? Um, it's where you take over a map and the whole map's generated with um, army forces all over the map. And you're like this little guerrilla, or however you say it, little group. And you've got like a couple of people. And what if you have to sneak around, shoot a couple of people, take their guns, take them back to base and sell them. With that, you can buy up more upgrades. You go and shoot a few more and you come back. And what happens is you have to take over the map yourself. Me and Matt, Irish Guardian, we had some amazing nights on that. It's really, really hard. Um, and like you fight back and then they'll send likes. They'll like they'll know that like you'll take over an area, you'll raise the flag on say like, um, like a cache or something, and what'll happen is they'll send troops in to take it back. So we'll take it, the flag will go up, it'll become ours. We'll then we'll have to man pay pay money what we've earned in game to put soldiers over that area, and then they'll try and take it back. And it could be planes, helicopters, tanks. They'll send all their stuff in to come and attack us. Really, really fun game. If you had a group of us, it'd be really, really cool to get them on there. Um, Antistasi was amazing. Um, but the difference there, again, is Skyrim, Fallout, they're fun games. When you're looking at games like Armour 3, they're more, like, realistic. They're more like simulators. You know, it's very serious. It's not like sit back and just chill. It's like, I remember me and Matt saying, do you want to come and play in our game on our map? And they'd be like, yeah. But like, you can't do this. You can't do that. You have to do this. You can't go over there. You can't take the weapons out of there. Because it was all very, very strict, and one one cock up would ruin the whole thing, you know. So a dynamic campaign type thing, yeah, it's exactly that. So it was like once you set the map, 
people come in, but they, it wouldn't be like an open server. You'd invite people in. It might only be five of us at a time, but what we'd do is we'd be like, right, we're getting to camp. We've we've only got this much money. You get individual money for staying alive in the game. So I'd be like, look, I've got this car. I'll buy the car. You lot buy the guns. We'd get like snipers. Some would be close range. Some would be long range. Um, and what we'd do is we'd have to plan it out like a real army. I'd be like, look, so what we need to do, we need to go up to the top of the hill. You lot spread out. One go right, one go left on the hills and snipe in. I'll go down the middle and I'll get them to chase me. They chase me while you two shoot. And then what would happen is the minute we shoot them, people would collect their goods. We'd take their bags and all their clothes. And then we'd run back to the base, put them into our cache. And then we'd sell the stuff we didn't need. And you'd do this until you've got an armory for enough guns for, to be able to die. And it would be a very, very slow build. But it really was a, it really made you feel like you achieved something, you know. Like we got off of there and like, like Matt says in chat, he said he was the medic support. So when one of us went down, Matt would have to be the guy that would have to go over and sort them out. Um, Matt, at some point, I'd love to get back on that again. I'm sure the updates have been massive now. Um, Armour 3 had a god mode where someone could be the dungeon master. That was called um, Zeus, wasn't it? Um, and there was one person overseers what's going on. That's slightly different to what we're talking about. Um, but yeah, that was there, yeah. Um, what we're talking about, it was all AI and we was just the players. There was no other side. It was all AI. Um, and it was very, very hard, very difficult. It was really, really cool. Like you pop your head up, you get shot, and it was all realistic. Um, I think I think the thing I like about the the game we mentioned, Falling Frontiers, years ago, more games were like that where they allowed the player to go in and do some different things. Some time ago, I had mentioned a uh, 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 Far Cry, Far Cry three and four. You could go in and make your own maps. I created my own map and I published it. In fact, I created two maps and I published it, and and everybody else was doing maps, and it kept the game alive for a long time. Yeah, I think... Then they, get, then they, then they got rid of it. That was I it. I think there's Far making maps. Making maps in games, like you're saying, like in um, the game you just said, is a bit different. You'd have to play no, Anastasi to understand the difference. It's hard to explain. No, 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 I understand that, but my point was is that they don't, they don't allow the normal player to, to do anything like that anymore, and that was so much fun. There, when I tell you in, in Far Cry that there was literally hundreds of maps and they all got rated like from you know one to five stars and there was some really really good ones uh in there i mean and and they just get rid of it that when far cry 5 came out they just said nah you know it's gonna do it anymore yeah the and reason the why gray the reason why is because games are becoming much more simplistic there's no more experimenting with games nowadays it seems like bigger studios are looking to get that battle royale game out or to get in that fortnite or call of duty out they're not looking to experiment anymore i remember in the early days of gaming when i was just coming up as a wee topped there's so many different games out there with so many different ideas there was a game uh, that had a particular achievement that was like the only way you could get this achievement is if you met someone else with this achievement. And there's so many weird and wonderful things out there with different games. Like, Duke, I know Duke Nukem Forever isn't a good game, but it's one of them games where they experimented with a comedy game, for example. Or um, Bulletstorm was another comedy game. Um, all these different shooters and all these different uh, strategy games. Now, the best place to go if you want like something new and refreshing is indie games, unfortunately. Whereas right. big studios aren't doing that experimental stuff no more. The only thing that, that I think will be interesting is uh, uh, they are doing some things with Assassin's Creed if they do what I've been seeing uh, on some of the trailers. They're going to be doing some different stuff with their live action. It could be a big bomb or it could be very, very good. So they are at least 
stretching the envelope some with their characters. We'll see. Um, we'll see. I was just going to say, I'm just waiting for Matt to uh, put the message in because uh, Trub just asked me where it is. It still available? Where it's available for the Antistasi? Um, and basically, you have to own Armor Free to game, which you can probably get pretty cheap now. But then what you do is you go into the Steam Workshop, and there's a few different Antistasi maps. So I think there's like four maps now, and you can pick which one you want to do. Uh, and you just you basically just click it, and it will show you the mods. Um, I was just waiting for Matt to put the launcher in. Armor Free, and I don't know if you've seen this, Trub. Um, uh, but there's a launcher. There's a, It used to be on a separate launcher to the game, so you wouldn't... You wouldn't launch Armor Free, you'd launch this other launcher, and it would be a mod pack launcher as well. So what would happen is, rather than you going in and trying to individually put in all of the different mods, what you do is you just go to this other launcher, you put in Anastasia, and what it does, it automatically gathers all of the modifications for this map. Because I think there's something like, you need cars, there's new cars, there's new colours of the cars, there's new uniforms, there's new weapons, there's new helicopters. Um, there's so much mods for it um uh so matt just said altos 2023 with ace free mods still have it all set up uh with the mods um yeah what was it called though the launcher there was an armor free launcher where whatever game you wanted to play you could just click that one map and it would it would basically give you all of the mods for that one pack that you needed Oh, so you could do he's saying, he's, Yeah, he's saying the same launcher does it. No, so he's saying basically know. you can do it on the, the main launcher now. You don't need to go and have a third-party launcher, which is pretty cool. Um, but that's something I'm I'm well down for trying that. Um, A3 launcher, that was that's what it was called. Um, but the problem is, with, with the Armour 3 game that I'm talking about, the problem is you have to be very close-knit with who you're playing with. You can't just be like, oh, should we get five people in and play this today? Because what will happen is you would have played it for days. Someone will come in. Like, we had someone come in and start taking all the guns out of the boxes. But you can't put them back in. So you just throw them on the floor. And we're like, man, these are like, these guns have got, like, real value to us. Like, if you lose one gun, that's one time you can now not die. Because you won't, you'll come back into the game with no gun. You know, you have to make sure you've got all the guns. It's realistic. Um, yeah. and, and so you've got to make sure... Uh, I think you came in once, Gray, and started pissing around, and we all got the ump with you. I don't know. That was ages ago. Yeah, like, and, I I, and I was saying, look, there's two crates. There's one where you take the stuff out of, and there's one where you put it in to sell it. And you were like, oh, what was with all these guns? You're just pulling out random guns. And we're like, stop touching the guns. We've played ages to get these guns, and you're touching all the guns. And you were like, wow, it's just a gun game, so who cares? Me, me and Matt was getting really... I want to see uh, everything. Uh, oh, he said it wasn't you. It was Zach. It weren't you. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I don't remember that part. <laughs> There's guns all over the floor. We're like, oh my God, we're losing everything. Go and collect. Given the, it the popularity of space games again, right? Because there's the Dead Space rem uh, remake as well. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, Wait, it looks good. I, the, question, the question to you is, um, what's happening with like, you know, Star Trek Online and Star Wars Old Republic? Because the there's a real market at the moment. Um, and I, I'd imagine, I, I'm just shocked that those games haven't thought about remakes or tapping into that that market Star Trek online i played when it first came out years ago it was fun for the first year and a half and then after that it started getting old and i've gone back to it every once in a while just to kind of see what's going on yeah dip it's in. the same it's the same graphics that they used 15 years ago they're still doing that 
The only thing good about it, if you want to call it that, is the space battles are good, but that gets old after a while. So and it's such a big know. IP, right? Like Star yeah, Trek. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. It doesn't mean it's going to be good. I mean, I'm I'm a huge Trek fan, but I I just I wanted the game to be better, but it's just like it's just not. Um, just quickly, not everybody, just want to big say big thank you to Shifty Hands. Uh, go and check out his stream, anyone. Um, spelt with a Z. Uh, thank you for that raid, dude. Hope you're all right. Just brought in a few people with him. Um, welcome to the show. Right, you two can carry on now. <laughs> that was basically my comment. We, uh, do you want to get to the question? Or are we going to do... Yeah, cool. Uh... All right, let's move on then. Let's move on. Right, so the next thing we're up to, um, everyone that's just come in new, um, we've been talking about uh, a couple of new games. Stardius, if you like if you like RimWorld, it's a space game, it's 26 quid. Uh, check that out on Steam. It's an amazing game, man. I'm absolutely loving it. Um, but yeah, and then we've been talking about some space games uh, up to now. One thing we didn't talk about was what's happening with Elite Dangerous, but we'll skip that anyway now. That's because nothing's happening. And we don't care. <laughs> Fair enough. You've just done that in one go. Right, we've got a question <laughs> from Chaney. Um, we'll do the same as normal. I'll read it out, and then we can say what we think. Right. Okay. If you had to live on another planet, would you rather live on a planet with shorter years and you die older or longer years and you die younger, assuming the conditions of the planet don't naturally kill you sooner or later. Go on. You lot, I can see in your eyes, you're doing exactly what I did. You tongue-twisted it when you when you read it, and then you thought, I can't get my head around it. It's arbitrary. <laughs> well, first, yeah. first, that's what I was going to say. If you read the question properly, you, you're going to live the same no matter how long the years are, or how short the years are. It, it all depends on how... How, how fast your planet revolves around the sun. It's getting sun. a bit too deep yeah. for me. So it makes no difference <laughs> at all. So uh, I don't know Cheney, I don't know if Cheney did that on purpose to try to sit there and throw a curveball at us. Maybe he was trying he to curveball us. Well, see, my answer would be, is there a pub on the planet? Where is it? Because I don't care. <laughs> right. I'd be there. And that's what I'm going for, right? So so basically, Cheney, there, it's a non-answer. But thank you anyway. <laughs> I would love to be 10,000 years old. Just like... Uh, a year is an hour or something like that. It's just like, hey, I'm 10,000 years old. How you doing? I'm old and wise. Yes, my beard is be, still amazing. To be fair, yes, I look that now. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're still looking young, Nick. Don't worry about it. Uh, cheers, Cheney, like, for that. That's like, that's like somebody just getting up and saying, like, I'm changing everything. A minute is a year. God, am I old now? Yeah. It's like... See, you've, you've brought that question in the wrong time. We brought Mr. Smarty Pants up there on the, now, and he <laughs> clocked it straight away. You don't get a basement like that without being smart. That's right. <laughs> um, I, right. I want to see you use a tape measure, Clax, and go from the back of the room to, to your chair. It'll be like, you know, um, what's it when she goes down the, the rabbit hole? What's it? Uh, Alice in Wonderland. If he walks down yeah. the end of that corridor, he, he, has, he has to start crouching down like that. <laughs> Yeah, I become really small. <laughs> Wait, is that is exactly in the fire? Look, he's shrinking. Oh, no. He's, gone, in, he's gone into the little mouse house. Can you actually yeah. touch your head on the ceiling there? No, wait, it's the opposite. It's, he grew. Low, it's a low basement. Yeah. You actually grew, dude. You didn't shrink. Your head's at the roof now. He's yeah. talking to the BFG. <laughs> we just have, like, we just have it. Like, in Canada, it's pretty typical to have a basement. And I wanted to do, like, everyone has, like, a little corner of the house right where they have their that's because the basement is, is uh is that the temperature stays the same because they're underground see do no. you know what i'm gonna be honest canada's really annoying me at the moment <laughs> all right how did this come chance. up i'm gonna be honest <laughs> with you. The there's a what reason wrong now there's a reason 
obviously, I do a lot of driving and stuff, and I listen to a lot of Spotify, but I'm too tight to pay for the ad-free version of it, yeah? And at the moment, yeah. their advert is a woman from Canada, and she's got the most squeakiest voice I've ever heard, and she's like, <laughs> it's so good here. You need to check out the music and all this, and I'm like, ah, just piss off. You keep. I'm trying to listen to some music. You keep talking about the landscape and the music. Who cares? <laughs> but she i swear she says canada about 50 times in a sentence oh it's like one of those like commercials where they advertise a country yeah they do this with like wales and ireland yeah. right where yeah. it's like yeah they do the same ones yeah they do the same. like yeah. I, 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 recently they had the island one of irish music from dublin and it says like yeah, yeah, yeah. what music goes you on there and everyone's like i don't care from the country where it originated well, Come canada canada's like well you said that a twice very large country um, I didn't say in a squeaky voice though, so you can let me off. That's fair. Um, fair enough. Squeaky voice. Yeah. <laughs> it's a huge country, but a really small population. So they're they're basically here. They want like as many immigrants as possible, um, and they're trying the to attract the people to the country. Yeah, it literally. You know what, Ross? <laughs> the sentiment is literally the opposite from when I left the UK and Brexit was kicking off like seven, eight years ago. Um, it's the complete <laughs> opposite here. Well, the, the only problem is when they when they bring immigrants into Canada, they can only stay in the southern part because nobody wants to go north. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's really like, true. Yeah, it's Toronto. Barren it's up there in the U.S. because it's like the part of Ontario that dips into the U.S. So right, if I you if come, I yeah, you go across the if border, I went, you know, like it's nothing. Yeah, yeah. So you're totally you're right. dipping like, your toe a, a, into the U.S. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of funny actually. It, it, the, the relationship between the U.S. and Canada is so. So strong and normal that it's just they to go across the border all the time. No big deal. You know, everywhere else, forget it. But he, but here, it's just like, yeah, we just go to Canada. We're driving. <laughs> no for it. It's fine. You know, just no quick little pop over. Right. Well, now I've had my rant about the, how many times the lady says Canada. 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 <clears throat> Canada. Oh, Canada. <laughs> all right, oh, calm down. Canada. <laughs> I will delete everybody in one fell button. <laughs> Just bye-bye to the podcast altogether. <laughs> Everyone's just spamming Canada in chat and stuff. Right, let's move on. Gray, I believe you've yeah. got something to talk, talk about. Something about. Cool. All right, so I know, you all know I bought a Secret Labs chair. I love my chair. This is the but what you're chair. going to talk about, have you got four of them? Uh, no, I don't have four of them. And, and I've always looked at the chairs, and I decided on the Witcher one, and I love my chair. But there's been some other ones where you see, like, Superman, and you see uh, The Flash, or you see... Uh, you know, variety of other things that are out there, but they're all like five hundred dollars each. So you're not going to go spend five hundred, six hundred dollars just because you want. Well, you can only a... technically sit in one chair at a time. Exactly. So you got. You, well... You're not going to do that. So I kept on wondering. Ross can like, sit well, in two you... chairs at one time, and I've seen Big him do this before. And he ended up on a beach on his ass where he went through the deck chair, um, and it was hilarious. How did we yes. get from Secret Labs to <laughs> hilarious? I don't, I don't know. Anyway, the point of the matter is, is I'm I'm looking at it going like, wow, it'd be nice if I could just change the design in this chair, but that's never going to happen. Well, guess what? Secret Lab figured out a way to do it, and they apparently planned this all along. And they have what they call Secret Lab skins. Four so of them. now what it is, it's a perfectly tailored, exact fit to your chair of whatever they happen to be selling at the time. So they're going to be selling, now they're just selling color changes. But they're going to be selling everything you can think of, from, from Cyberpunk to... So what, do you have game. to take it off yourself? Yeah, it's just a zipper. In fact, on the back of the chair... Go on, then take it off. Zip, you just zip it like this. Go on, undo it, it then. 
No, I'm not doing it to this one. What? <laughs> You but said was, it's just a, you went, hold no. on. You said it's just a zipper. A big one, yeah. Go and unzip it then. I'm not unzipping. Go on, hair. Zippy, yeah, unzip it. Not. This is not a skin. This is the leather back. I don't want to sit there and try to unzip that if I don't have to. But yeah, anyway, so these skins, these skins now will be able to be anything, any game, favorite game you have. Any Can you send me a skin? Because look. Just get it, you know, and put it up. Now, the only thing is true to secret labs because they do have high quality. I get it. What are you oh doing? My god. Oh, oh my god! Bad. I wouldn't be sitting in oh that god. thing. Yuck! Salty <laughs> crack. I need... For those who are listening, Nick just showed his chair and his seat, and it was really worn down from all the hours of intense gaming. Uh, actually, and, that started no, peeling off in the first too. year. Look, this cat. is what I get when I get off my chair. In a year? Cheap ass plastic all over the floor. I'm so glad this is a five-year warranty. I'm and my chair was three hundred quid. Oh, it's better in my chair. There is no doubt that quality's in Secret Labs, even though it's not cheap. What, they, hold they on. Said... Are we showing our chairs? Oh, look, oh, here yeah. he comes, Mr. Look Businessman. Look. Oh, why that? Yeah. Oh, hello, darling. I'd like to show you my chair. Actually, my that's... chair wasn't 300 pounds like <laughs> your shitty chair. Fox's my chair, chair was... was over a thousand pounds. Just look at my Fox's basement. Chair was expensive. Fox, your chair was expensive. <laughs> that, was, that was not cheap either, right? My chair wasn't expensive, but uh, my booty can't. Like, how heavy I am, no chair can survive me, no matter what I get, for more than six months. <laughs> I've had to repair this chair, like, twice It's because now. you're supposed to lower yourself down gently into a chair, not just lay down, like you've done a handbrake backwards. <laughs> no, but literally, I had to fix literally, this chair Literally, I've on seen you do piston. it in person. We was all sitting on the beach, and he just comes over. He might as well just, like, body slammed with his legs up in the air. He jumped into this chairs, deck man, chair and just went straight. Warranty. The chair just went, poosh, just exploded. <laughs> it was hilarious. Right, for those people that are wondering how much the game, the skins are going to be for the chair, they're going to be between $169 to $200 for the skin. Could we get extreme on... PC chair? Could, That'd be I'd, interesting. I don't think you can get a skin made. but Right. Be Who wants to start it? a business up? Let's go. Yeah, come up right, with, Gray, come if you just unzip skin. your chair and send me the leather sleeve, I'll uh, strip it down and I'll get some custom ones made up ourselves and we'll sell them ourselves for half the price. Cool. <laughs> I'll, just sit on, I'll sit on bare metal between then and now. Yeah, yeah. It's got must-have padding. You're not going to take the cushions off, are you? Oh, great. So I'll just wear down the cushions so when the leather comes back, it won't matter. <laughs> no, but how long before? If that's, that's the case, if that's the case, how long before someone starts bringing out custom chair sleeves? Well, I don't know. We'll see. But I mean, uh, I would go with Secret Lab because Secret Lab's quality is top notch. They don't do anything wrong. Not so. sponsored by Secret Labs. Yeah. Exactly. I got the chair. I got their table. I mean, he's hoping. He's hoping. He's doing all the legwork. <laughs> I probably put. So basically, you can um, hit the podcast, have your Extreme PC UK sleeve, and then afterwards yeah. you hop onto your OnlyFans you, stream. Can you imagine on you the back of this? To your uh, pink. <laughs> color scheme. Now listen, what are you talking about? Of Mine is pink course. color scheme. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, pink or purple. I, and imagine Nick's face with the beard and everything on the back of my chair is, is about this big, huge, just covering the back of my chair. I think you big. should be like Steve-O and get a tattoo of that me on your, on your back, of my face. <laughs> like this. That's okay. Yeah, they have to They're be like, like a, a watch. I want <laughs> the washable. <laughs> I want the washable ones that just come right off. What, are you I, trying to say I've got a smelly beard? Get to That's this probably part quite now. accurate. Though. Let's face it. 
Before the podcast starts, I've seen you taking food from your lunch out of your beard. Nah, never seen me taking it out. Yeah, I just did he this. eats it. And I chuck it, everyone. Have that. Oh. Actually, actually, what he does, he takes the beard and just rolls it up into his mouth and eats the food that's left in it. My beard is actually massive at the moment. You don't realize <laughs> how long this hair is. It touches my nipples. So it just extends into your <laughs> chest hair. Yeah. So what you're saying is you have hairy nipples. Okay, go whatever you say. Yeah, when I'm feeling hairy a bit frisky and I lay back, take my t-shirt off <laughs> and I tickle my own nipples a bit. <laughs> Get to, from gaming chairs to this, sorry. <laughs> right, so this is our hey, no, dude, this is our thing. This is what we're famous for. Come we on. Go off on I'm not being stuff. funny. Everyone wants to hear about how you tickle your nipples with your own beard. Yeah, sure. Yeah, of course. Who doesn't want to hear that? That's like, right. Definitely. Everybody stand up and do it now. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Let me, let me get... Oh, no, I, <laughs> I swear I heard a little honk, honk. <laughs> We've right, the time to move on. We're sure talking now. absolute bollocks, as usual, Quick, aren't we? Get to the next question, Harry. <laughs> right. Skins for chairs. Gray's got four of them on order. He loves to I order. Wish. If I had the money, I'd be buying four a bunch skins. Of ones. You know, I'll buy at least one though if they come out with something I like. <laughs> I've been saying that for like an, half an hour. No one's clicked. Anyway, yeah, we got uh, it. The four skin. That's because you say it all sure. the time. You're mature. It's old now. It's an old only... now. Claxon, your chair is out of sight, mate. You're not mature now. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just roll my chair back in. <laughs> in, <laughs> Darling, bring the chair into shot, please. <laughs> back feels so much better now. All the ergonomics uh, of yeah. a good chair. His broken back just fixed itself instantly. Yeah, right, let's move on. We've got another question Amazing. from Cactus Jack 14 um, and he says, I've been waiting to build a PC inside of a desk for a while, and I have some time to start it now. Is it worth forking out for the next-gen parts yet, or use what I have now and hold out a while? Also, any tips and pointers on the build would be appreciated. I'll let you go first, because otherwise I'm going to tell you what I think, and I'm going to drown you all out. Oh, no, I, I was just going to say you're the expert. You should go first. Yeah, I don't know why you're going to us. Because I, I like to, before I say what the do's, don'ts, right and wrongs are, I want to see what kind of crap you three come up with. Right, this is yeah, exactly why he does Gray, to... sorry, I wasn't talking to you. You've never built a computer before. He wants to hear how bad we, we, we come out with stuff so that he looks that much better. I get it. I, uh, the only thing, I, I will say something, and that's um, if you're Biden, well, in Canada, certainly. You said um, it again, obviously didn't you? With, with, well, how many uh, times you get Canada into a sentence? Sorry, I should have said Canada. Canada. No, it wasn't like oh, that. It was more like, come to Canada. Um, <laughs> Look at the scenery. It's amazing. <laughs> it's just a nice backdrop. It got the music. How do we do this? And I swear it just carried on forever. And I was like, oh my no. God. Where's the shotgun? <laughs> I will blow my own head unit out of the Listen, car. Listen, I want to build... I, the question should be, I want to build a PC inside of a Canadian yeah, desk. Is that really possible? On, um, <laughs> building a PC in a desk, although I've seen them and some of them look really cool. But the only thing I'd say is with uh, PC parts at the moment, like going into a recession, people aren't spending as much. Apparently, companies are sitting on huge stock at the moment. Um and prices are, are generally going to come down over the next few months, so it is a good time uh, to upgrade uh, soon. I would nice. get one of those large desks, take the p get a gaming PC already pre-built, shove it in the hole in the desk, and then call it a day. 
Well, what I'll say is with any desk game in PC is the difficulty of the thermals you're going to have with it actually being in your desk itself. If you're going to do anything like that, it's most of it's going to have to be water-cooled or have a metal desk and have a heat pad underneath your leg. Where a bunch the... of holes in it, that's all. Yeah, there you go. Get aerated air there. Okay, so um, you are right in what you're saying. So the first thing with a desk that no one's picked up on, the biggest problem with a desk, which not a lot of people think about, and I'm not saying you haven't, Cactus Jack, you probably have thought about this, um, is when you want to move the computer. It's in a bloody desk, you can't take it anywhere, and it's a right pain in the ass to move. So I always tell people not to do the desk thing, but if you are going to still go ahead and do the desk thing, um, yeah, well, like Ross said, what you'd need to do is you need to have a row of fans along each side to get there. Make sure you get your air coming in from one side and blowing it out the other side. Um, and keep it in a nice flow, like straight. And a lot of people, what they do is they'll put like six fans on the front where you're sitting to suck the air in and then blow it out the back and all the heat will come out of it. You technically, you don't have to go liquid-cooled, but obviously with the, the new cards, if you're thinking of putting new-gen stuff in there, wow, just think of the 4090 in there, the heat it would build up. Um, it would be a lot. Um, but I would say, personally, maybe try... Because once you, if you're going to build this desk, it's going to be made around the components. So like the motherboard, the graphics card, stuff like that, it's going to be what it is. So it's not like you can even fit it in there and then change it to other stuff later. If you get a different graphics card or a different water block or something like that, it's going to be really awkward. So I would say if you're going to put all of your efforts into this project, go from the start with everything that you're going to use. Don't try and change bits around halfway through. Uh, because if you're if you're putting like say. Um, all of the little um, standoffs in there for things like the motherboard and stuff like that. When you, if you were doing it with cheap stuff and then you went to expensive stuff for a later date, all of them would be in different places and stuff for different things. So I'd say make sure you, you get all the parts before you build the desk. Make sure you get everything planned out before you actually put it in. Make sure you test it all, it's all working uh, before you finalize and everything. Um, uh, I would say if you're going to go next gen, get all the parts up front. Um, get all the parts together and then start it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't like try and do bits and pieces. And it's an all or nothing thing. Get the get the the desk. Get all the cutouts in it. Get all the fans fitted. Get everything fitted so it's all loose and it's all in there. Make sure it all fits. Then take it all out. Paint everything. Get it all crisp. Put it all in nice. Um, once you've got that in there, if you're doing water cooling, that'd be cool. If you need to take any bits out, it's going to be a pain in the ass. Um, and hopefully that helps. Uh. What I've, other thing I'd say is if you're using a wooden desk, um, don't I wouldn't use a metal desk because obviously the heat sinks, uh, not the heat sinks, the standoffs uh, into the desk, you've got more risk of electric electric going through it and static and stuff like that. I'd go with a wooden desk so that all of the stuff's isolated away from any metal um, for a starter. But I'll tell you what, Cactus Jack, if you do do this, let me know. If you ever need any, um, any help, just hit me up on the um, Discord message. Uh, I'll be more more than happy to get involved, help you out uh, with any ideas or designs or stuff like that. If you put, if you lay it out and show me where it is, I could possibly say like that might be better there, that might be better there, the water flow would be better that way, the fans might be better this way. Um, so let us know. We'd love to see some photos in the Discord as well, in the general chat. So feel free to put them in there, and hopefully um, that's answered your question a bit better. Right. Next, we move on. To Klaxon. I just want to say that was really good, Nick. We didn't need to really say anything. <laughs> was that really good? It was. It was alright. What you did was great. Yeah, I like. Nine that. out of ten. 
Really? There's only one thing I would I would disagree with, and you were mentioning about uh, if you put it in a, a desk, it's hard to move. Not really, because if you have it all set up and it's all done, the movers just pick it up, stick it on the truck. Drive yeah, you're in America where you've got baby. massive houses in Florida. You come here, yeah, and you're in a house with a bedroom that someone's had an extension put in their loft, and you can't get that bastard around the stairs anymore. <laughs> hey, that's the brakes when you put a, a PC in the desk, man. You know, one thing I'd say is make sure everything's secure in it and the legs come off that desk so that if you do need to move it, you can yeah, just yeah, take definitely. the center section because it's going to be about, it's going to be like a good six inches deep. Um, make yeah. sure it's solid. Um, like desk cases or... Hold you, on, is it why very, is it I say like six inches and Ross just starts bursting into laughter? Uh, you said six inches deep uh, to specify. Well, you wouldn't know anything about that, would you? <laughs> no, got two inch destroyer over here. Don't worry about me. Okay, I'm back to that again. Uh, sorry, Clax, I cut you off there. Oh, it had to be man. done. I knew what okay. was coming. Wow. Uh, Cactus uh, Jack said, "Cheers, guys. Take uh, he's taking that all on board. Make sure you hit me up on the Discord of, and with some photos and bits and pieces, and I'm be sure to help you, dude. And thanks for the question. Send some more in. The question uh, for you, Nick, was: Do can you buy desks that are kind of prefigured? For these builds or or is it a very kind of customized do-it-yourself nah, thing? Where, like... i've seen a couple of them in the past but um the problem you've got is say you say the desk was made for a graphics card from two years ago now it, it went from a, like a 12 inches to now being like on the back of a truck case. yeah do you know what i mean like now you build your desk around your graphics card you don't put your graphics card in your desk <laughs> right. so yeah, it's all very... I, personally, I wouldn't do it myself. Um, I think you'll be better off just doing something like the builds that I do where it's in a in a, a case, but you do something nice in the case. Then you can move the case around. Like, if someone said to you, oh, wow, say Intel came on and said, wow, that computer's really, really cool in that, in that desk. We'd love to see it. And they're like, bring it down. You're like, oh, man, how am I going to get that down there? It's just, it's just a bit much, you know? Call for Cactus Jack to upload pictures of the build on the Discord. I'd love to see yeah. that because I've I've watched a couple of desk builds on YouTube, um, but not seen much of it. So it'd be really cool to see the process. I'll tell you what a lot of people do instead of desks, which I find works a lot better is, is because when you're building on a desk, you're essentially just building it into a wooden board and then you're boxing around it and you're leaning over it with glass so you can see it under your keyboard. What I think a, personally is a better way to go is to get the same piece of wood and shape it and then put it on the wall. Because that way, at least you can just take it off and you can take it if you know to go somewhere else. Whereas when it's got legs on it and everything, then it's really, really tough to do. So I would say, like, you know, if you don't want it to be on a, in a normal case, put it on the wall. You know, make a showpiece of it, like a picture, um, and then all your cables can run down. And then if you need to move it and show it to anyone, you can take it off and move it around, um, which is pretty cool. I'm thinking that there's a case company, Thermal something, that do... Thermal take, yeah, they did a hooking wall one, yeah. They do a because, wall because we're case. Quick, because we're quick and relevant, and computer talk on the Discord, I just put, I posted a picture of a uh, high-end gaming PC building a desk with a glass off so you could see it. Well, so uh, Cactus Jack, take a look. Build one just like that. I can't click on it because it would take all the cameras off. Um, oh, don't do that. No, no, no. So that wouldn't be good for me. Um, but yeah, if you've got any questions on that, or if anyone's got any questions, just send them into Extreme PC UK. Um, you just hit us up on our Discord. We've got an actual questions room. You can just put anything in there. There's a lot of chat in there and stuff like that. Um, and we can go from there. Right, Claxton, sorry, we cut you off like 15 times now. Um, tell us about your World of Warcraft uh, Dragonflight. 
Yeah, so if anyone's still playing World of Warcraft after never 21 it. years... Um, so basically, uh, last pat, uh, last expansion was pretty shit. Um, it was an expansion called Shadowlands. Um, and basically, the de developers took it in the direction where the the story was quite overcomplicated. They had lots of kind of borrowed power systems. They changed the way the loot worked. They didn't really do any work in PvP. They um, lost they, Yeah, they lost... They just basically, like a lot of... Uh, companies now lost touch with the the fan base and the player base. Um, is this, and is this, due, is this due to trying to claw back money, or yeah, there, there, well, there's been a theme in lots of the games we've talked about today, right? Where you know, over the last ten years, business people have kind of moved in and realised that thousands and millions of people play games, and they can kind of milk money out of people, and it's kind of come away from the artists and the creators and their visions. And, you know, these big publishing houses are all about, well, when we release content and release a game, it needs to make money. But I won't go into that. But basically, they've decided to kind of return to their roots and focus on a new expansion called Dragonflight, where the story is really, really simple. It's already been built into their lore, and they're basically just returning to really simple things in the game. And uh, they're redesigning the... Well, I say redesigning the talent tree. They're taking it back to what it used to be be like um so that's being simplified they're introducing a new class called the evoker um, which is a dps um class they're giving professions um a big big reboot and i've played the the public test realm and i've i've poked around and just really really enjoyed it feels a little bit like logging into wow vanilla from 20 years ago do you feel um, like you've just walked into your bedroom on your old school cream pc and you're in the corner you turn the lights in your basement and you're back in your bedroom again yeah and Age i'm shouting 15. out to my mom get off get off the phone i need to dial up play wow <laughs> now around my way they were saying get off i need to shoot up <laughs> yeah exactly and who doesn't like dragons right um so well if you do a, that you see a few that did look yeah, pretty yeah. cool. I, I saw the preview video of the game, and I would almost go for it because I like dragons. So, Alco Holiday says, "Sorry, Alco Holiday just said I'm playing WoW uh, pre-patch right now, and it's absolutely awesome so far." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, saying a lot because Al left the game when, when, when like you were saying. You, yeah, you in Shadowlands. Wow, and now he's yeah, so now he's coming back. That's good. Yeah, it's it's interesting you say that. Um... Great, because WoW, one thing WoW has done consistently well since, you know, the 21 years ago in WoW Vanilla um, is their animators, uh, their writers, uh, and particularly their, their sound engineers um, and musicians, mm -hmm. that's always been incredibly strong throughout all expansions. Um, so it doesn't surprise me if you've seen videos and bits here and there. Um, the music is always been incredibly amazing a while like super immersive grand uh just um, just one second uh craig uk thank you for that prime sub eight months really appreciate it man uh and he just said uh he hasn't played it for the last few years last two add-ons uh had his own guild of hundreds of members might have to get back on what would you say to that clex yeah i mean it's uh, like let's face it it has been pretty shit the last couple of expansions it hasn't really been good since legion 
that was the last expansion that went down well with the player base. So lots and lots of people have left the game. And there's also been kind of Final Fantasy XIV, which had an amazing expansion, and Walker that people have left too. I've never there was played Lost that, but everybody's always going on about that game. Yeah, yeah. There's been some really, really great MMOs in the last few years. There's also been some shitty ones. Com- like Comic put a picture up the other day. Well. He was going to a party. And he was like, look at the queue to get in this party. And there was literally 100 people queuing up to get in the house in-game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's definitely Final Fantasy, for sure. Um, so, yeah, like, if, if you're someone who hasn't enjoyed it in the last few years, and like Alcohol Holiday said, it's pre-patch right now. There's, there's several pre-patches at the moment. It's just um, a new updated UI. Um, and um, there's some kind of increased um, experience gains. Um, and it's WoW's anniversary this weekend. So if you're thinking of resubbing, now's a good time because I think you're, there's like 75% this weekend uh, experience gains. So you can level up your characters and your ults really, really fast. And then in two weeks, the proper pre-patch launches where there's like in-game inv- invasions and you can basically make sure that your characters are kind of equipped with decent gear so that when you go into Dragonflight uh, or the Dragon Isles, um, you can kind of move in really, really fast and make progress and level up. Um, so um, yeah, I, I think I, I think Alcohol Holidays to, trying to trying to get us all on board. Now is the time to start from scratch. All newbies should get on board now. Well, by the way, in anticipation of all this, uh, if you join our Discord and Nick will put up the uh, link right there, uh, we have a room that's already set up for World of Warcraft, so you guys can play in there and have a bunch of fun. So this is Discord. Check out World of yeah, Warcraft. If you play if with anyone Alan gets their own clan. Jackson. We're more than happy to give you your own group of rooms for that clan. Um, if you want to get people into the Discord and get people playing, um, seems like a good time. So if anyone's up for it, DM me, let me know, and I'll get it sorted out so that World of Warcraft's got its own own thing going on. Um, and we'll go from there, basically. Right, is there any more to say about it, Clax? No. I, I, like you said, I would just give it a go. Um, let me know in the Discord, because I can... Uh, recruit a friend and there's benefits for both me and the person you're playing gonna, like you're gonna discord app. stream it right uh free yeah i don't stream discord like, stream. I, you don't have to do twitch discord stream okay so i just i just assume i'd be really boring to watch no so stream. that's not on discord that's stream when you, you just play it and you just mute yourself and you just let people what they just watch through discord you play in your oh, game okay. you don't talk or, yeah. or entertain anyone yeah you don't have to okay, talk well. i mean you can but but you know, um, at least stream it so we can all see what's going on. Yeah, Alcohol Day said, Alliance, Silver Moon. means <laughs> nothing to me. Ah, uh, well, wait, me and him are going to have a problem because I'm the Horde. All the for, Alliance. Uh, for the Horde. For the Horde. For, for the Horde. For the Horde. Uh, <laughs> stream in uh, World of Warcraft. There is a huge Twitch community on World of Warcraft. People love watching it. So I wouldn't say it wouldn't be that entertaining because people literally, thousands and thousands of people watch a couple streamers just play non-stop World of Warcraft. Yeah, what he's saying, Ross, is that he's personally boring. Yeah, oh. I'm boring. Like, even if you're boring, Paladin. yeah, but <laughs> yeah, but we already know that going in that you're going to be boring, so it doesn't matter. See, I could just fun. go and paint. <laughs> I could just go and paint my shed and watch it. <laughs> just like put it on in the background and just leave it on a tab whilst I'm painting the shed <laughs> no 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 you go, go in a World of Warcraft room you start streaming and I'll commentate to what you're you're doing Clack. that'll be great Alcohol they said I have Horde 2 oh, though to be fair 
Yeah, yeah. Alcohol Holiday actually knows the game better than I Why do. Why'd you keep calling him Alcohol Holiday? He's not an Alcohol Holiday. He's Alcohol Holiday. He's saying that he takes a holiday just to drink alcohol. Not taking a holiday from alcohol. <laughs> Why are you trying to make him look like he's a nice al al man that doesn't drink much? He's a piss out. Alcohol Holiday? No, it's not Alcoholic <laughs> Holiday. It's Alcohol Holiday. There you alcohol go. Holiday. His holiday is to just yeah. get drunk, basically. Yeah, isn't that what holidays are all about? Yeah, but yeah, if you're saying alcohol holiday, it means you're taking a holiday from the alcohol, something I never do. Yeah, we know that. <laughs> I need to explain. Not at all. I'm more like a vodka holiday. Come on our social nights and watch Nick. You'll, you'll see. <laughs> uh, right. He said well, you can try it free up to level month, 20. Um, so if anyone wants to get on that, there you go. And speaking of alcohol, social night in about two weeks, uh, where we all get together, have a drink or not, and play games and talk and all. Yeah, we have. A, I to be fair, I keep saying this about everyone, anyone on the Discord. Anyone wants to do a, a game night, let me know when you want to do a game night, and I'll put it up. So, so Clax, if you're gonna play World of Warcraft one night, and you know you're gonna have like a whole night on it, let me know. Yeah. I'll put a, I'll put an event up saying. Um, that you'll be playing or other people be playing and it'll be World of Warcraft. People want to get newbies, want to get in or whatever to come in and you can get in a room, get like five, ten people in and you can recruit them to come and play with you. Um, but people have to let me know when so I can get the, the thing made up and put on there. Um, I'll be down. Yeah, cool. I, well, I'm going to play the patches drop, like the expansions drop in. So like there'll be the whole like crazy get to... Uh, level 70 so i'll yeah, well, give you the dates it well if you just say to me like thursday the 27th i'm gonna be on at about four o'clock even if it's only like two or day, three days before i can put it up saying an event clax is going to be starting to play world of warcraft this you can jump in here watching that and get involved um and basically you can just go from there and pull more people in uh scooby 69 uk hope you're all good dude hope everything's well your end prime sub 40 months dude thank you i really do appreciate it dude and I hope everything's okay. And we'll have to catch up soon. Um, nice. Right, let's move on. Um, so, Ross, um, I believe you've got a little controversial thing you wanted to talk about, which could have upset people, could have made people happy. You tell us. So, for me <laughs> personally, this, this makes me very, very happy. It's Twitter Blue. Uh, the what, little what blue check mark. Oh. Twitter Blue. Twitter blue, the little blue check mark you see on Twitter for uh, people who've got Twitter. Who calls it Twitter um, blue? Uh, it's like the he, he name does. of it. No, it's not. The name of it is um, what's the name of it? I can't think of it. When you get a t blue tick, it's when you've yeah, been verified. Twitter verified. Yeah, Twitter verified. But it, what you get from this now it's is the blue tick. You get yeah, you get Twitter blue. You get the blue tick now, which is actually being verified, and you pay. Elon says $8 a month. I'm not sure how that translates <laughs> into the UK. Which is ridiculously cheap. Everyone and the mum's dog. Hold on, hold on. Ridiculously cheap. Is that your view in it? For me, my yeah. view, my view on this is... you get a blue check? Do you know what? When I first started doing Extreme Peace UK, I used to always try and get that blue tick. Um, and what happened is everyone was able to just sign up, go through some like checks, say why you want it, and they would just give you the blue tick. Loads of people on Twitter have got that blue tick already to say they're verified. Now, I think it's quite funny because when I actually applied for it, they said we've stopped taking applications because there's too many people. So I just left it. I thought, ah, who cares? Anyway, a lot of Twitter streamers and people, they've all got verified. But all of a sudden, Musk has come in and he's like, I'm in charge now, bitches. 
And he's like, it's now going to cost you $8 a month to keep it. I wouldn't pay that to, to have a blue tick next to my name. How do you think it's going to affect all the people, like especially Twitch streamers? It depends on the Twitch stream and how big they are. Um, to keep verified is a good thing if you've got over, let's say, five to 6,000 uh, people on your Twitter. And let's say you've got a community where you've actually made this your full-time job. If you're a small streamer, probably not worth getting it and spending that $8 a month. Now, if you want to be get into streaming, make it your full-time job, and become a content creator, and you don't want any accounts pretending to be you on Twitter, which is going to be hopefully a good platform in the future and not be as crappy as it was... It's a good idea to get Twitter Blue because it gives you more analytic data and it gives you more look a curtain behind the scenes. I've tried my hardest to get analytic data out of Twitter. It, I have actually had to go through a third-party service to get any analytic data. So hopefully now with Twitter Blue, it just makes it a little bit easier. Where you Are pay you going to get money. it? I'm definitely going to get it. I'm going to get it for Worth a couple thank of months you see how it goes. If they don't give it to me, I'll be like, can I have my money back? I've paid for this. <laughs> You'll be the only guy that's paying $8 a month who don't even get the tick. <laughs> so wait, Twitter, Twitter Blue is actually, it isn't the same as the tick. So Twitter have been trying to, they've been struggling to, to find revenue streams. So they basically introduce a feature called Twitter Blue that all of us can sign up to. It's like $6 a month. And it basically allows you to customize your Twitter profile and it allows you to use new Twitter features before other people get those features. And basically, Elon Musk moved in, and like Twitter Blue isn't making any money. It's not generating any revenue. So it's pointless. Obviously, he's he's brought it for, I don't know, like $41 billion. Obviously, it's stock dropped. He's panicking, and he's trying to find a desperate way to generate a revenue stream at Twitter. Yeah, that's and... because he second-guessed himself, and he never should yeah. have offered to buy it. Got stuck legally, and then he had to buy it. Now he wants so to he's... dump it. If he can dump it, So he he's will. tapping into the people with ticks, because a lot of those people with ticks are people that are you know, big influencers, have a lot of Go money. Go say what you're going to say. Say it. They need a collar so, for the tick, man. <laughs> what he wanted to it's say, a, really, though, I'm going to be honest, what he was really going to say is, is all the people out there that want to be important that are not, they can pay $8 and get a blue tick to look <laughs> important. Let's uh, go. Uh, That's what I want to do. That's what you was thinking. <laughs> by, by the way, by the way I should, we should preface this by saying, Ross, you're the greatest, seriously, but there is issues with this whole thing. I get it. It just seems like pay for pay, pay, payola again or something. Yeah, there is nah. one thing worse than that, though. It, Nick, there is one thing worse than that, and that's being a Nitro subscriber. That's, oh, that's my God. Have you seen worse. all the new Nitro things <laughs> that have come in? Did you see that now instead of paying the $10 a month, they got the cheapy one now for $3 a month. Yeah, you but did you see? You get all the emojis you want. I don't know if anyone's file. seen this, but Discord's now got apps on it. You can install apps straight into Discord. You've got, yeah. there's all these different levels. I've just got lost of it. I'm like, I thought I was on it to talk to people. Now all of they're, a sudden. They're making, it, they're making it even simpler to annoy you. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> getting back to the Elon Musk thing, yeah. Um, What I thought was quite funny is he's a businessman. And do you know what? He's actually, they're actually starting to say that they think he's more smarter than Einstein now. On leaderboards, sort of like who's. In, done the in, best in and the biggest we're... you've got to realize he's gone bankrupt like four times and he's come back to still make like billions or whatever yeah whatever he's got actually most most uh people that have that kind of money have failed many times that's yeah. part of the process but my point is 
yeah. you can't knock the guy. He's bought Twitter, yeah? He's bought Twitter, and he's like, look, what's the best way to make money? I'm not being funny. If there was 10 of us in a room and we all had to do it, the, the best, best way is what he's come up with. It, it, what does people want? People want that little blue tick. What are people willing to do for that blue tick? They're willing to pay for it. So he's like, if they're willing to pay for it, it costs me nothing to put a little blue picture on their sign with a tick in it. So it's free money to him. Fair play. And also yeah. going to help with getting rid of a lot of bots as well. And also it's going to help with like verifying <laughs> actual people. And there's a lot more used people who couldn't get it before you and try to get it. Like you did, Nick. You tried to get it, but you couldn't. No, I didn't, I didn't even try to get it. it when, I tried, when I looked into it, it was um, they just had a page that said, uh, we're not currently taking any more applications. Just, and they just left it. And then this is the last I heard of it. That was years ago. Yeah, I mean, if, I you tried to... if you're truly getting the analytics that you want, Ross, then it's worth. It. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking behind like my ideas, like because the third-party software I'm using at the moment gives me analytics for all the social media that I've got connected to it, and if I can get the analytics directly from Twitter and it's a bit more accurate, that's just better for me as a content creator. And also, I kind of want to mess about with what I've got with Twitter. Like, hey, I'm I'm certified now. Look at me, I've got a tick. And then get bored of it immediately. Dick, what? what? Yeah. But the thing is, the one thing it will help as well is if you look at anybody famous, uh, say a film star that's on there, you'll have their account and then you'll have like 30 other accounts that people have randomly opened up in their name. Um, and what this does yeah, is yeah. it shows who's the real person, um, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Also, another thing is instead of um, you being like... You become the person who purchases a product. You're not the product itself. So it's moving away from the advertiser model where it makes it so you're purchasing a product, which is Twitter itself, instead of uh, the advertisers trying to purchase you as the product, trying to get to your data, trying to get to you. That's what all the social medias do anyway, but that's why they're all free. Like um, Instagram, Facebook and all that, all the data they collect from you, they just sell onto advertisers. This way, it makes it so you don't have to worry about advertisers and Twitter doesn't have to worry about advertisers and it can be the main product that you actually go to purchase. He'd done his speech and all of us were speeches. We just all went, we all nodded our heads, yes. <laughs> just like, hold on, we'll do a proper one. We need the sound file oh, to go in and play back. I did. I pressed the button, but it's not on there for some reason. The claps yeah. are not on there. You muted yourself. Um, if anybody in the chat has got any questions, any subjects, anything they would like to talk about, say them now, and we'll talk about them right now. Um, because we haven't got any more questions or any stuff, anything else. Anybody else got anything what they would like to say on about games or anything in general? Ah, uh, games. Yes, I uh, love them. <laughs> Fair play, that was quick. <laughs> I like that. When's he getting verified? <laughs> Not anymore. Someone signed that guy up. <laughs> uh, all right, well, oh, if there's nothing else going on, everybody, um, that pretty much brings us to the end of the show. It's a bit, little bit shorter than normal. Well, I'd say 10 minutes shorter. Um, yeah, I was going to say that that much shorter. Like... Um, I just want to say again, at the moment, I've still got my... Um, out, Nick. Medieval on. Dynasty. I still got that <laughs> saved. I'm still going to go back to that. Um, I am going to be streaming um, Star Juice. <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait, Star Nick. Deus. Star, Star Deus. Deus. I actually, 
I did. have one thing to say uh, to anyone else who is listening to this who might have a gaming convention or a gaming con in the UK. Please hit me up at uh, Ross Light or Ross Johnson 1996 at gmail.com. Message me because I have a strategy for next year to try and go to every single gaming convention. Uh, I'll come with you. Yeah, every single one I'm going to try to hit up next year at some point, And it's going to be an episodic series that I'm going to try to film and sort out. So if you've got a game event out there that started up next year or is just completely brand new or is just like a table in the middle of a field somewhere, I will try to get to it. <laughs> I think Can, imagine that? Can you imagine that? Can imagine that? You on your one table in the middle of a field and Ross turns up. I'm here to film you. I think you need to... I really like that, wait. That, I really like the name Rosscon. Now that would really. Clax. That would Clax really is do desperate it. to Rosscon. talk to Gray. You just always steamroll every time. Like he's a steamroller. Do you know what I said, Clax? No lie. I said to I said to Gray and to um, Trev since they, cause they're doing their own podcast now. Since they've had their yeah. own podcast, Gray, because obviously he's now the 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 fat controller of the, his podcast. So what happens is now he's on here, like we're talking. He just he's busting in. He's got a knife in the door. He's like, he should Johnny. Talk, right? Here's Johnny. How many times have you? How many times have you interrupted Clax? If you just yeah, that? I'm allowed to. I'm the host. <laughs> anyway, no, this Clax. is gonna fall he's now. Done. But I was gonna say <laughs> he can't let you do it. This... I'm just gonna go away and be lost at sea for another four months. Um, I was just gonna say if I played. Eight dollars a month to be on the podcast. Would that mean that I don't have to hear Ross advertising on every podcast about his <laughs> Twitch streams, his Twitter? Oh, uh, well, I don't know what's going on. They're all trying to mutiny, man. They, I think every single person apart from you on has got their own podcast. Uh, yes, but this is the best one. Always. Will. Maybe I should start one. Maybe you should start one. What would it be about? Off the top of your head, go right now. What would you do? Wow. It would just be it would just be me confidently talking because I'm not being interrupted mm. by anyone. <laughs> confidently talking with nothing to say. I, I would love yeah. to, No, I think you should do that because what I would do is play it at night so I can fall asleep. Oh, <laughs> let us fucking talk. Fight. To be fair, I went into uh, Gray's podcast a few weeks ago and you fell asleep. All Listen it was was an old, an old ma- a bunch of old people having an argument oh, about who to talk in what sequence. And I, <laughs> I just left. Uh, I didn't, I didn't, yeah, because that, was, that wasn't the real podcast. You came in at all the uh, You can't deny you we got even, done there. Klaxon, Klaxon pulled the double barrels out on you. So, okay, so how many, how, many, how many recorded podcasts have you heard so far? Go ahead. None. <laughs> Let's see, there you go. Now, now, boys. There's no need to cry, both of you. Yeah. Oh, I need to cry. <laughs> I've got a name for your podcast. Clax Cubby Hall or Clax's Basement. Listen, oh, Clax, Clax you, you definitely got a d- Discord stream. I'm serious to wow, because I want to see what it's all about. I might jump on okay. after I watch you. Help you fall to sleep, right? And I right. might not. No, not. no, I'm talking about the game. I want to see you play <laughs> okay. WoW on this game. Do it. Do it, do it. Just do don't it. talk. <laughs> if right. you want me to narrate while you play, I'll do it. Um, I was going to say something very important, but I forgot. So there's nothing very important to say. Like I said before, thank you, everybody, for the, the Discord subs. They really do help me out. Um, if you, anyone wants to sign up for a Discord sub, just go straight to the pod notes. There's a little thing to click there, and you can go straight there. Um, and just make sure you well get into our Discord. All you got to do is go extremepeaceuk.co.uk if I don't yawn. Um, 
and yeah, that's it. And that brings us to the end of the show today. Um, I will be streaming uh, Star Deus uh, whenever I can get on. I've been pretty busy at the moment, but like I was live yesterday for a little while, and I'm going to try and get more of them done over the next couple of weeks. Um, I'm also thinking about maybe doing something around sort of Christmas time, a get-together for our own little community, for everybody to meet up somewhere. Obviously, you two guys at the top won't be able to make it because it's like a long way. Um, it's in July, I'll be there. Yeah. Wait, you when? Next year. July. July. Oh, we'll have to go out for a beer or something. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'll let you know. July 17th, I think we uh, fly. Cool, cool, cool. We'll have to do something. Definitely have to meet up. Um, and with that, everybody, if anyone wants to know, just get in the Discord and go from there. And, uh, yeah, cheers, everybody. Thanks for coming in. Cheers for all the subs and the raids and stuff like that. See you on the next one. Bye-bye.